up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I'm your host, virtual marketing coach and fellow creative soul, Miranda Rodriguez. In this podcast, you'll get expert marketing guidance that you can implement on your own, and you'll learn how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast, episode number 136, part two. So Emily and I are back for the second part of our podcast interview, and it is just as good as the first part, if not better, because we dive into some, we dive deeper on some heavy topics. Uh, We talk about connecting with your intuition not losing sight of your inner child or how to reconnect with that, finding the little joys in life and remembering to play without any expectations like, okay, this might lead to something I could make money from, right? Um, Or I could talk to my clients about just kind of just playing to play, having self-respect and what it means, uh, what that means, especially in a business setting and then why people accept less than they they actually deserve um, and what that means also in a business setting, especially when you're looking at raising your prices, taking risks and questioning authority. And then at the end, Emily shares a little bit of her, some words of wisdom for us as a photographer. She shares some thoughts on how to have the best brand photo shoot. And one of the things she says that I just loved was, just to, to rock with you and to come in open to the experience. And that's right. That's exactly right. I think as business owners who work hard to build these brands and to uphold the brand that we've created while also wanting to be genuine and bring our, our authentic personality to the forefront, um, we have a tendency to maybe over plan or micromanage or have Uh, a lot of expectations or put a lot of weight on that photo shoot rather than just remembering that you can always do another photo shoot, right? At any time. Like, of course, that is another investment for your business, but like this one photo shoot doesn't make or break anything for your business. And if you show up open and ready to experiment you know, just have fun with it and just not take it so seriously. I think that's when you get the the best images. And the other thing I would recommend, and this is something I learned from my experience with, with Emily, is making sure when you hire a photographer, whether it's for your wedding or for your brand photo shoot, making sure that you and that person are on the same page creatively. Like, do you have similar energy? Are they understanding the vibe of what you want to do? Because that just makes the process that much easier. You want a photographer that you can relax around, that you can be yourself around, and who is maybe going to push you out of your comfort zone creatively, maybe take some risks that you normally wouldn't have done to see how they work out in the images. And trust me, you will be pleasantly surprised. And most importantly, just have fun when you do these things. Do your planning ahead of time, but not too much. And then go into it, ready to rock with you, like Emily says, and with an open mind. All right, that's it for this intro. You can connect with Emily on Instagram at mtog, m dot t-o-g, em.tog. And you know where to find me on Instagram as well at Marketing Uninhibited or visit marketinguninhibited.com for more ways to work with me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoy it. So the, um, okay, my life coach is Tammy Helfrich, but in her book, which I don't have behind us, I should put it up there, but in our, in her book, one of the concepts that people are like resonating the most with is this idea of like going back because we all have, we get so far away from like our, our intuition and our gut. And so, oh, that's a whole two hour podcast. So Plus she, podcast, like the podcaster we were talking about <laughs> earlier. That's a whole like we can that's an after hours podcast. Right. It is because it's a whole tangent, but what she yes. talks about and how she helps people is to like, what did you do when you were a child? 
What did you do for fun? So some people play school, like Tammy was a teacher and that makes sense because she assumes a coach role and like an educator role. Yeah. And I always played talk show host, always. Really? Like I used to have a blow, remember those blow up chairs, the very mm-hmm. 90s like bubble chairs? I had, I had those inflatables, man. I had an inflatable yes. alien, inflatable couch. Oh my god! Yeah, I spent, oh my god, from Spencer's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a, like one of those purple see-through phones. <laughs> but um, <laughs> right next god. to my blow-up chair. That's but a whole generation ago. It is. Or two, maybe. I don't know. I'm sure it will be back. I bet. They it, oh, it has out. to be. It yeah. has to be back. If I see teenagers wearing Tupac shirts, then that has to come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so when I thought about that and like, I vividly remember I wanted, like, I wanted to be Oprah. (laughs) Like, I wanted to, you know, like, I wanted to have people sit down and have a conversation because I know that that, that's, like, a talent of mine. And then it got reaffirmed and lost. You know, and people always are like, what's your passion? But I could never say, like, photo, photography or art or music. Because you've been trained out of it. Yeah. There's so many things that train you, like, schooling. Right. Like, you know, workplace environments that train you out of who you are. Yes. Like one of the things I've learned about since I become a mom is like children don't need a personality installed. There's a personality there. That's what fastest of my son I recognize like that's when your dad's son. Yeah. Especially when he he dances and like you got your daddy's rhythm. Yeah. (laughs) Rebel also got her dad's rhythm correct. One day he's gonna be like Hey, that wasn't a compliment. <laughs> but like they don't need like but there's other parts of him that his dad and I just laugh about like that's just that's just Ro. Right. That's that's him. Mm-hmm. They don't need a personality installed, they just need a guy. And so like, I think sometimes we we're 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 trained out of that. Like mm-hmm. when I um I wanted to go to art school, my mom was really upset when I wanted to go to art school, right? Um and it was a point of contention. Mm. Contention word or contention, contention yeah. yeah. Um between us. Uh, for a bit, like how she reacted when I went to art school. I went to art school for a bit, and I dropped off. I'm like, but that's this whole other, that's a whole other topic. Like, why I dropped out of art school and went to Loyola. But um, we recently had a conversation, and she was telling me like, she's like, I remember, I remember when I knew you were special. I was like, wait, mom, who's on FaceTime? I'm like, I'm gonna screen record this just to have this for posterity. She's like, oh, really, have this? But she was, um, but she talked about that, and she was talking about like, yeah, we used to go to art school, and we had reacted. I was thinking like later, like. Karen, this has always been who she was. Why are you upset? Like, she's like, she's like I remember us laughing about you being the flower child when you were a kid, just being like sitting in front of 7 Eleven, writing paintings and handing out flowers, like, have a great day oh to people, gosh, right? Yeah. Not asking for money, just being like, yeah, have a flower, yeah. have a great day. And she, she's like, this has always, always been who she is. Mm-hmm. Why are you expecting something different? It's like, we, we, we're, we're shaped to show that our realities as kids have been ridiculous. I've been drawing and doodling mm-hmm. and into visual arts. Like, nobody had to introduce that to me. You were me just into thing. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, since I was a kid, I'm not really great at drawing. I'm jealous of people who can draw. <laughs> I take pictures because I can't draw. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall can draw. So he went to school for illustration. I'm so jealous of people who I'm so jealous of people who can draw. I'm like, yeah, I have to take pictures. I need, I need something to I need something to start with. And then I go from there. Um, but like it is it's like and it's become more evident when I become a mom, like there's certain things my kid likes. I don't, I don't get it. And I don't, in my experience, I don't see what he's passionate about being is being useful mm-hmm. in my experience, right? Right, right. But I know he has a lane. I trust that he has a lane and he's going to yeah. find his lane. So I have to just, tr- I have to be able to, to, from what I know now, it's like, so I'm like, I'll lean into his lane. Like, all right, what you like about that? What you, yeah. what you dig about that? Um, but it, 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 it's, I think that the beautiful part about COVID, the pandemic, is a lot of people are rediscovering the who they, they were as kids. Yes. Like I used to, I used to, uh, I remember being on my grandma's porch and like, plucking leaves from trees and just like studying the seeds and stuff like mm. that and pretending I was making food and stuff like now I have like 22 plants like I've never been to plants before when I get plants oh my god it's so funny <laughs> but like we're, we're rediscovering like play yes and it's That's so wild 
It's, it's so sad because, and I can tell you, I mean, I see it happening with Marshall and I, like we got a house and we got a puppy. So you sometimes like my best friend and her husband, they have two kids now and one has disabilities. So it's Mm -hmm. like you responsibility yourself out of your playtime. And then you wonder why you're not fulfilled or happy and it's not your partner's fault and it's not your job's fault, you know, but it's like, it comes down to a time thing. So you do have to prioritize it. You do. And I told my therapist, I thought I just needed a hobby. And she was, she like laughed at me. And she was like, you don't need a hobby. You need to learn to sit still. (laughs) Like, you don't, (laughs) we're talking about your schedule constraints and how busy you are. And you think you need to add something to the mix. Like, no. So it's that productivity thing. We're always going to be productive, be productive, make something, make something, be productive, be productive, like make something that's like creating something right right and i feel i guess i thought in my mind i was like missing out on something but i've structured my job and you structured your job in a way that that mm-hmm. is our full like that it's is a, our passion yeah and it's a, so it's for, a part of our play yes when i'm playing i'm like i'm taking pictures of just random stuff oh my gosh it's so fun and like for me i record the podcast that's fun like i yeah. love recording it I don't like the admin work behind it to get the it admin, out there. Man, but... If I could like do my job without admin work, I'd be like a goat, man. I'd be the greatest of all oh time. Oh my god, that's if I could a just, like, do, like if I could not answer emails and not do the the back end of that, like there I are people that like, want to do that. There are people that make a living doing that. Yeah, but I am trying to I try to find an admin who enjoys that part, but I've also learned that. I don't really know how to contextualize mm. myself and my needs mm-hmm. to another person. Like, okay, what do you need admin? I was like, that's your job. I don't know. Figure it out. <laughs> I don't know what's admin no, stuff. Like, you yeah. just write it down as you're doing it. You just like that's why you just have to observe the process and then give them the notes. Yeah. Like, this is everything I do. That's I can notes. give you um my business coach has a website for a it's like a virtual assistant woman this woman trains virtual assistants or something and so then she helps they it's like a matchmaker for virtual assistants oh so i'll give so you bad that for the, everybody i've hired is this, i'm sorry assistants and former assistants is like well that's sometimes like, right you do like i don't know you come over and drink it's so sweet <laughs> that's <laughs> like, like the hard part about hiring help sometimes is you have to be able to communicate the type of help that yeah. you need and so it seems like more work up front it, it, it feels especially especially somebody who, who gets anxious about that lane and doesn't really want to like okay okay answer emails what do you mean you sell them like tell them the weights all right we're we're talking we're having a good time just tell them the weights why want to we want a response we can respond when we can no I was um I was uh, speaking of play I was, I was I was talking to some friends doing something and I was asking I was like hey random question when's the last time you've played in the rain mm. and like, what <laughs> like, what like, what's the last time you just went so i'm gonna go outside and just like feel the rain on my skin and just like kind of play in the rain i don't <laughs> it's like, it was like three, oh it was like three or four people and i was like huh maybe it's just me and i'm like no it's just me y'all just suck because y'all play in the rain <laughs> It was, it was a couple of drinks in. Yeah. So I just, I just said, it's not just me. Oh, it was suck. It was that they suck, of course. But it was just like that. It was, the reaction was, they hadn't even thought about it. It's raining. We can't go outside. It's raining outside, right? Or like, I'll tell you in the house. It's raining outside. Especially in the winter rain. I don't play. It's cold. Well, it's, it's wet. Cold. I don't no, do that. No, no. But like, a rainstorm in July. Just be oh, outside. Just be like, it's raining. Or just splat like my son. We've been in college. I remember uh, one of my friends in college was like, "There's a puddle. Let's go splashing." The first time she did, I was like, "The hell? <laughs> Who does that?" In like 10, 15 minutes, in, I was like, "There's another puddle." Like you know what I mean? It was yeah. like we we we. I'm sorry for going a whole bunch, a bunch of different directions. No, I think this is important. Um, we forget to just find those those little joys, mm-hmm. and people say that all the time without seeing what that means. Like, yes. Splashing the puddles. Like, well, if I splash in the puddles, I'm going to get my shoes dirty. All right, go in the house, change your shoes, put on some shoes. You can splash some puddles mm-hmm. in, right? Like, have your designated your designated puddle jumpers. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but just forget, like, remembering the play. Whether you have children or you don't have children, just remembering the play. Like, just, just remembering to, like, it, it doesn't, every, not everything has to be constructive. 
Mm-hmm. Not everything has to like be. Not everything has to be constructed. Right. Everything has to be like or be, have like, a purpose. Create income or mm-hmm. any of that. Just just play. Just like if you if you have a notebook, doodle. Yeah. If you have some crayons, just start right on page. You don't have to be anything you can sell on Etsy. Right. But play and play is play is more important to my life than I ever realized it was. I remember, I wish I played a long time ago. Because mm-hmm. it, it feels like there's this gap, right? Like where you, know, you play, you play, you play. You're like, hey, that's ridiculous. Stop playing. It's time to focus on this stuff. You got to focus on homework. Right. Focus on work. Focus on relationship and stuff like that. But like, if you could add play to all those pieces of life, your life is that much richer. Oh my gosh. It, does, it fills in the gaps. And I feel like as adults, we talk ourselves out of play or the kids out of play because you're thinking through like, oh, gosh, if she splashes in the puddles, then I'm going to have to dry her off and wash all these clothes. And then or the dog, like he's going to need like a bath when he comes Yo, in. Money, I mean, like stop yeah. blowing in the mud. He's right. not having a great sense. Like it's mud. so muddy. Yeah. I love it when there's mud. Oh, but you, you're like, oh, I got to like, you're going to track mud in the house. I'm going to have to mop. I'm yes. going to do laundry. I'm going to clean you. You hate baths. You think about all the future yes. things you're talking yourself out of. They don't have this moment. Cause how beautiful is it? Right. To just be like, it's mud. Mud is fun. And mud, it, it's such an easy, like that could be cleaned up so easily. Yeah. Right. And you don't have to. That's just our own expectations to think like, well, oh, well, I can mop today or tomorrow. Does yeah. anyone really care? Like, I think we've, we've been punished a lot in our lives, especially like is being the 24 year olds we are. I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> we've been punished so much in our lives for not having foresight. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like mm-hmm. you should have seen this coming. This is mm-hmm. only your fault. You should have saw this coming. Yeah. You should have saw all these pieces ahead of you. Um, but it's sometimes like to, to be present. Sometimes you, you can't think about those things. And if you don't think about those things, sometimes it's just, okay. I'm not saying to be reckless. Um, but if I'm not, it's like, it's okay. Like, all right, if you get muddy, I'll clean up the mud. Right. And if you clean up the mud and you clean up the mud with resentment, being like, oh, oh right. if they just didn't do that, yeah. I wouldn't be here hating my life because I'm cleaning up mud. Right. But I clean up this mud. But, um, but it's, just just find enjoy and play it, it's it's so much more powerful i'm like my all right emily don't crack this be weird because you already drink drinks a bunch of champagne <laughs> <laughs> so don't crack this be weird but it, it's not it's, gonna be weird it's so much more essential like it's even even being divorcee is how you say that word divorcee? yeah i don't it's, i think i wish i remembered to play when i was married or before mm-hmm. i got married or when i was I, I just wish I remembered to play so many other parts of my life, but I'm also unbelievably grateful that I'm only 36. Oh, and I remember yeah. to play. And you're how old's Rebel? You're six. He's six. And Rebel's six. And so I think that at that age, they they know, but this is the age where they start to get. I don't like to use the word sanitized, but kind of because they're in school. And they're starting to get that conformity. Yeah, age. the conformity. And so yeah. you, I think it's in, so we go back and forth in our house a lot because Rebel is an artist and she like. She was named for it. Yeah. Kidding? <laughs> and her dad is an art. Now that she found out her dad was an art, he is, but he doesn't exercise, flex that muscle very much, mm-hmm. you know, but she will say, well, why don't you draw dad? You're the artist. You know, and so she's kind of like challenging. Yeah. yeah. And so go rebel. Hopefully here's one day. Like, go I, rebel. Know, she will. I'm sure. Isn't that weird to think about too? We won't think about that. But so, <laughs> so the diary thing you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're gonna be able to watch it. So um she before bedtime, so she goes up to bed early so she can get she can listen to um a CD of her book on CD. And then while she does that, she listens and she crafts. And like that craft time is so important to her bedtime routine that she will go up. Like if you give her the opportunity, you can stay up late and finish the end of the movie or you can go up and have Junie B. Jones in craft time. And she's like, every time Junie B. in craft time. It's a wrap. All right. Let's go. Get my ritual. Yeah. She loves it. And then she's to the point now where she do things. So if I, we have a box or whatever, and you know, she's like, don't throw that away. And I, I will say, well, it's just trash or like a milk jug or something. And she's like, but you know, I make art out of trash. And I'm like, oh my God. So that's a conflict. <laughs> like, all right. 
I don't want to be the person who's like who's like hindering the artist. Squashing the dreams. You'll right. be like, an interview 10 years from now, like, yes, I remember. <laughs> the suppressed artist. She she threw away my tools. Oh my gosh. It changed me. So I'm like, okay. But then we compromise. Well, you got, you know, you got the box last time. This one won't recycle because you're just like, we can go out there and see. She's just collecting boxes. But, and then, you know, we had a really long box and I went in to say goodnight. And she's like, look, I turned it into a boat. And she did. And she had made oars. I don't know where she got that cardboard, but like she, <laughs> she created a whole fantasy world, you know? And then the other thing was like, when I realized how important it was to her, we were cleaning her room. Mm-hmm. And I said, let's just recycle some of these, you know, like this is the art projects that are just laying around and she was resisting it, but I kind of forced it because she has a on her bedroom wall, like a whole collage of arts and photos. And I was like, you have a ton up there. Let's just recycle this one. Yeah. Know? And she had a full bone meltdown to the point where Marshall came in and was like, what's happening? And I was like, I asked her to recycle this headband <laughs> that she made, you know. And so now the rule is she can keep it if she hangs it up because she just has stacks of art. That's that's a, um like bro like he's very uh very much like his he's a he's a Taurus like I'm a little bit into astrology mm-hmm. so he's like he's very grounded into earth and physical things mm-hmm. right and so like when he plays with his toys sometimes he he breaks them and I used to get frustrated with them I'm like well you know the other like, I, I talked to him a little bit so I'm like you know these plastic toys weren't really made to help but I kind of play and I was saying curious. So don't worry, like if you break it, it's it's no big deal. It just weren't like you know for the kind of expression you're doing, it, it just breaks. And so sometimes like the broken pieces, he wants to keep them around the house. But like <laughs> seeing this stuff, I'm like, I'm like he's broken. Like no. it, it, it just it, it nerves me. Seeing like this this broken, you know, it's coming to the house like all these broken yeah. toys. I don't feel great about myself as a mom seeing all this broken right. stuff. Like look, all your kids, uh, look, the house is a mess. Got all these broken pieces of right. like these Lego parts or Hot Wheels parts. And so we have this ritual now, like before, um, I don't throw away anything of his without his consent, yeah. right? So I just like talk to him first. And so I'm like, oh, God, this is so hard. But yeah. it's his, and I'm trying to like respect him as he, any other human being or adult right. in my household. And so we have this ritual, like, all right, we go through his toys. Like, hey, you want to keep this? Like, well, yeah, I do want to keep it. I have a lot of fun with that. I was like, well, you know, you have a lot of fun with it. We can talk to it and thank it and say, hey, you know, I really had fun with you. And I really appreciate it when we did this. And I don't use you anymore, but it's not because I don't appreciate you. So we have like this whole, like anything we throw away, right? And it sounds tedious to people who are like, no, I just want to clean. I'm clean, I want to put it away, right? But it's the same thing I do for the things like if I'm getting rid of a shirt that's torn, mm. that's like that's like a shirt that I had a ball in or mm-hmm. I had a good, had a good time in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, a little voice change. Uh-huh. <laughs> or, you know, like it's, you know, certain things we just appreciate for different reasons. I'm like, man it was such a blast and I some great memories mm-hmm. of you and like almost part with I can't give it away because it's like people at goodwill they don't they don't want your shirt that has mm-hmm. a hole in it and you don't want to wear it and it's like faded and I mean, they don't want that stuff either so you gotta throw it away and like like, like thank you so much like, yeah thank you so much like, we have to part here and I would be sad about it but I'm glad I'm glad we crossed paths and it sounds so boo-boo so whenever I talk to like some people I'm like you think you're trash before you throw it away. Oh, like, no, but it's so nice. But it's, it's, it's like a closure, it's right? It's closure. It's like, it's like if you were going through a breakup with anybody else. Uh, somebody told me the other day um, that, like, all relationships end, right? Like, no. all relationships end. Like, sometimes it's a breakup, sometimes it's death, sometimes divorce. It's like all these other Sometimes pieces, you right? go apart. Mm-hmm. Right. So all relationships end. And when you see things, when I understood things in that way, and recognize, like, all right, it's become hard to be sad about something mm-hmm. ending because like we we're, we're parting at this point, but mm-hmm. I'm so grateful. Yes. And to acknowledge that. And I think for your kids to see that it's okay to have an ending. It right? is. Because a lot of times people, they don't talk about that. Rebel has experienced a lot of divorce and separation in her life. So she's yeah. very acutely aware of the fact that relationships end. And yeah. so that's to the point where Marshall and I'm, spat or bicker in front of her she's like is this gonna end are we done like are you guys breaking up now right. and we're like no so you also have to show kids that you can have like a peaceful conflict, conflict. Yeah. yeah and resolution yes yeah. so, like, no, so, like, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, oh, I'm not happy with that right now. But you know, sometimes I'm just not happy, and yeah. I'm trying to figure out if it's like, is this valid? If we talk about something, or like, it's it, it's like letting them see, trust them to see the facets of life as life is because life is going to reveal itself to you, whether yes. or not your parents teach you about it. Right. Life is going to show you. Right. I can be like, all right, your parents might have been had you sheltered. But let me show you how it really is out here. Like people who <laughs> say their parents never argued, that doesn't exist. It, it does not. So they didn't argue in front of you, which right. has now done you a disservice because you think that's what love looks like. You, that or you have some really repressed parents yes. who also were not yes. happy, or they're just <laughs> like losing their minds <laughs> or completely shut off. So either any of those, I mean, and also you don't want to always argue in front of your kids. Of course, you want them to feel safe and stable in the house. But the only person I argue with at this point in my life. Is my son. <laughs> we like. I'm like, all right. I have to argue with like. Uh, uh, I have this whole rule like where I'm like, I live alone. So mm-hmm. I'm like, or right, for the most part, most of my son's there, and so I live alone. So I'm like, if you don't live with me, I gotta argue with you. Let's go home. Right. <laughs> right? And so my son, I've taught him. He has his name. I've taught him to like, rebel, like rebel, right? Like, yeah. all right, be stubborn. Challenge. Go for what you want. Ask questions. And ask questions. Right. right? Go for if you want something. Just rock with what you want. Yeah. Sometimes it's frustrating. But like he'll be like, like, hey, pick it up. Why? I like it right there. Oh. Like, cause I keep stepping on the damn thing. Yes. And I get irritated how I step on it. You step on this, your issue, right? And I'm like, it was like I'm talking to myself and he's talking to me. I'm hearing him talk to me like my inner speak talks to me <laughs> because you talk to your kids like your inner yeah. speak. And then your inner speak becomes their thoughts mm-hmm. about themselves. Right? So it's this whole weird ass loop that yeah. nobody's told us about before we before we got involved with raising another generation, right? <laughs> but uh, uh, so he challenges me, and like, sometimes, like a lot of times, and I'm realizing, recognizing about my parents and my elders, like a lot of times we're just talking to ourselves when we're arguing, mm-hmm. and. I have to either I have to be able like to, to validate my, it's, it's like arguing has like a bad connotation to it. You know, everything like arguing, it's like it's a negative arguing, negative, right? Right. But sometimes it's just a debate. Like let's challenge each other on these thoughts because like, I won't challenge you if I don't like you or love you. I won't. I won't. I'll be like, all right, all right. I ain't I'll just shut. You. I'll shut down. I'll back off. I don't care. Right. Like all right. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. yeah. Okay. Like, this person cashier can't have this three dollar discount because it's fire. Okay, whatever. Yeah, you just you just on your power trip. Whatever, I'll pay three dollars. <laughs> I got three dollars. I'm not gonna argue with you about these three dollars. Yeah. But like him challenging me, it's like I'm reminding myself that like, all right, if I have somebody who I want to question authority and mm-hmm. not just be like consistently following, I have to I have to validate his challenges as if it's another adult being like, well, why gotta do that? I want to show another adult like just. I'm like, Miranda, just do what I say. That'd be weird. Like <laughs> That would be so weird. What? Like, Miranda, give me some champagne. Like, what? Right. Do what I say, Miranda. Like, that'd be yes. weird as hell. Be like, yes. All right, we won't have that person over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I try to treat him with that same dignity, and it's been a challenge for me. Um, but when I tell people I argue with my six-year-old, like, that's disrespectful. Like, what? He should mm. do what you say. Like, no, because if he does what I say, he's unquestioning authority. He's going to do it for everybody else. Yes. That's what I mean. My brother and I joke about how, we, like, we weren't, we're not scared to argue with anyone because we had to argue with my mom. So I argue. I, I tell people all the time, like, look, if I can tell my grandmother no, and I can argue with my grandmother, my great grandmother, and my mother, you ain't got no nope. damn chance. No. And that, like, in a, an environment, so that I worked in an environment where we had a very toxic boss. Who would sometimes... That's how we become entrepreneurs, isn't yes, it? Yes, <laughs> it is. That was it for me. That was the last straw. And, you know, and I've had, like, the gamut of horrible male bosses <laughs> to where I had to explain to my brother one time, he wasn't, like, during the Me Too movement, you know, where I was like, no, this is true. Like, it, like here's the, here's the restaurant manager who, when I quit grabbed my flip-flops and smacked me on the butt and said he'd been waiting to do that. But since I was no longer an employee, he could do it. Then I had the um, accounting manager who gave me an internship. And I used to like stagger my hours because of traffic. And mm-hmm. I would go, it was like in Des Plaines or something. So I would stagger my hours and we ended up being at the office late. And I realized I kind of looked like his wife a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like with the curly hair and she was white and I, that freaked me out early on. And then one night 
he came over and he just sat on my desk and he was like, you know, I really like that skirt you got on. And this man had a rule that you couldn't wear shoes in the office. And that was a big red flag. And I told my mom and she's like, much. and I like, can you wear slippers or socks? You know, my mom's like, I was living at home sending me all these things. I was like 20. You know, so you see a baby, yeah. especially in that environment. You are a in baby. an internship trying to get a raise yes. and like trying to get the credit. You're- and all the ways people build up internship. Like, hey, if you do this, get your yes. foot in the door. If you get the foot in right. the door, you have all these opportunities. If you, if you fail this, you fail it like. Especially at the colleges we went to and then in the school of business, like internships were everything. Yes. And so, and this guy was also the owner of the restaurant I worked at at school. So I didn't want to mess it up. And then he did that. And I thought, I'll never stay late again. And let this motherfucker try something because he picked the wrong one. It is not going to be me. Like, this is creepy, but it's not going to be me. And then that led to another later, my, as a marketing director, I had a, another toxic boss and the women in the office warned me about arguing with him about, and they said, you know, we've made mistakes before and he's thrown packets of paper in our faces and I just said, oh, my God, doesn't he have two bad vertebrae? Like, <laughs> I know what's wrong with him. And, and he's not going to like, no. And so it's just that type of some of it is just self-respect. And so, like, yes. when you can teach your kid that it's OK to argue yes, in a respectful manner. Yes. And that it's teaching them self-respect it's, because it's saying I can defend my point and my point is valid, too. Even if yes. ultimately you're like, you pick up the choice. Like, Actually, you I, know, I know something about this about um she said her her thirteen year old was disrespecting her and disrespecting her teacher because like so they, he got in trouble at school and it was a whole backstory to this like you know like what the challenges they have right yeah. now um he got in trouble at school and the teacher was trying to tell his mom what happened and she said he kept interrupting the teacher and it was really disrespectful and so he got like grounded for that he's on ground for a week so how do you interrupt the teacher he's like he kept saying like that's not true this is what happened I was like well for me personally personally. And even for uh, my kid and how I understand life, and this is just yeah. my perspective, I'll be damned if I let somebody lie about me in front of my face. Yes. You say, Emily, remember that time you came over and you was like, like uprooted all my plants in right. my yard? Like, <laughs> I didn't do that. I'm not going to let you finish that story. No, no. Somebody, like, I'm not going to finish that story. Like, wait, what? I didn't do that. Or I like, actually, you asked me to pull it up. Or Marshall yes. asked me to pull it up. Yes. And you didn't see that part. No, it's defending himself. It's like, well, no, he should have just saved it until we were out of the teacher's office. Mm. But it's 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 if I can't teach you to 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 if, if you don't understand to step put yourself in that realm, right? It's only going to become harder from here, yes. right? If you if you, if I can't if I don't listen to your concerns as a six year old. You don't come back at 20 and be like, all right, mom, you'll, you'll hear me now. Right. I've already set the precedent for our relationship, right? Yeah. I already set the precedent for you standing up for yourself and being like, all right. It's like being like, are you admitting that's respectful? No, because sometimes people are wrong. I remember my, my, um, my great grandmother, one of my favorite memories of my great grandmother, I don't remember what we were we were bickering about. And she's like, <sighs> she, and she always said this, and it got on my nerves so much. She said it. I was like, maybe 16, 17. And she's like, you young people think you know everything. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, you old people always think y'all know everything. And she just started cracking up. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like my grandma would have smacked me. <laughs> but she, she was like of that age, but she just started cracking up laughing because like she had nobody's ever said that. Usually kind of like, you people think you know everything, kind of like just go mm-hmm. and hug or go into another room. But nobody said anything back. Like you old people always think yeah. y'all know everything. You always tell them what to do. And right. she started cracking up laughing. And we left it that that yes. <laughs> because that's what it is sometimes. Right. Because it's, it's like it's like nobody nobody has all the answers. No. Right? Now and the so like what my therapist has said yesterday was remember how you treat rebel now is gonna determine what type of teenager right. she's gonna be. And that is like a really I mean that's a very true statement, yeah, but glaring, like yeah. <laughs> like whoa okay like stop me in my tracks pause right (laughs) so that's it's just it's self-respect and I think when you go from I mean so I what's interesting is like as a a daughter raised by a single mother I was the one counseling my male friends on how to negotiate a raise at their jobs like how is that a thing like you I don't know 
what did your dad teach you? Like, no, you didn't learn. And so the amount of people that just accept what's handed to them, which I think is when you choose to be an entrepreneur, you're, you're rejecting that, right? That narrative. All my, all my toxic bosses or not all of them. So I have a few. Yeah. A lot of my toxic bosses that I'm really grateful for. Cause I feel like sometimes you feel like you ever feel like you need to have like a plethora of experience yes. something before you, before you've gotten to yourself. Right. You like, to. Know before mm-hmm. like how you had to be years of Miranda before you got here. Um, a lot of my toxic bosses were women. Mm, I had a few of those too. Yeah. And it's, it's a weird ass dynamic mm-hmm. because they're replicating what they've seen the patriarchy mm-hmm. do, right? And they want to show the people the patriarchy because because not everything is like a a chain of command that's all women, mm-hmm. right? It's like mm-hmm. a chain of command that's like, all right, we brought a woman in, so yeah. here, here we right. go, and so she has to prove to all the the, the her her uh, colleagues and such that mm-hmm. like I can be just as brutal, if not more as brutal, tough. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but like a, a lot of the times, women, women, wait, where's I going with that? We were talking about um, toxic bosses and self-respect and... Yeah, so it's, it's okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was at least like once a conversation, I'm like, wait, where's it going with that? But like, it, it, it's become like, it's, it's all become like a, a part of being challenged from on both, by both sexes and both genders. Mm-hmm. Um, not all the way sure how to tell it out right yeah. now. But like being being challenged by both is giving me the opportunity to not be like when I want to come out of it, being like, okay, I just, I'm out here because I don't want to work with men again. Right. It's like I, I've, I've been able to view the thing holistically, like, all right, this system is causing these people to function in this weird yes. ass way. Yeah. Right. And I know who I am. And the more people I work with, it's like you get more opportunities mm-hmm. to see who you are and what's benefit to you what's a detriment to you mm-hmm. and so like if I if I can't if I if I and I, I've gotten a lot of trouble for being confrontational mm-hmm. um argumentative comes with come with comes with this sometimes mm-hmm. um and uh just being a person who always has an issue with something even even if I do something that's like simple as asking a question but like having that range of uh um, educators and doctors and there's people in different facets of life and supervisors and managers right. and um bosses and such something like okay it's not the males who are the problem it's not mm-hmm. the females who are the problem it's this system that I can't function in so mm-hmm. I need to put my I need to figure out a way to put myself yeah. outside of it and if I never if if I if I had never been the kind of person who questions things or uh, just blind stuff and things. I would, I would have never, I would have never had the opportunity to challenge that. Right, right. And so it's, I have to show him how to challenge things, even if it challenges me. And lots of yes. times it challenges me. And then when it challenges me, I'm like, oh, then I was challenging my parents. Right. You see, yes. you see all your, you yes. see all your history right. in different light. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's that's why my mom was really upset in that moment because yes. I challenged her. It wasn't I did anything outlandish. She was like. Right. You have to reassess my whole history, right? Right. If people don't like it, what do you do? <laughs> okay, so this is so interesting. So it's like, okay, uh, in my family, they always, I mean, my they always encourage debate and it's like mm-hmm. intelligent conversation and stuff. But there was always that underlying, but like ultimately the authority says, you know, like ultimately right. like grandpa says or mom says or dad says, right. you, you respect that, right? And so- What's interesting then when you get to know your the adults in your life as adults, as humans, and you're an adult and you're like looking back, like looking back, you know, my grandpa wrote a book, just looking back at all of the ways <laughs> they never did. They continually yes. like questioned authority and pushed back and, and took risks. And yes, their own they don't remember that part. Or they choose, they want to protect you because it was hard. Right. It was a harder route, right? Than maybe just staying quiet and staying. But they don't know life. how hard the easy route is. Because when you see people to who stuff like, it down, when you talk about how people who uh, resent that they're they, they're kind of lose the assembly line thing in their business, yes. right? Yes, and they feel like they have to keep doing this way because people are always expected. We 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 think that's the easier route right. from the outside. That's not the easier route. No. It's also soul crushing. Yes. At least at the, on this side, you have the. You have the benefit of self-expression, right? Right. Yeah, the, the benefit of like of like, okay, I said my piece. I could have been wrong, and a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people, 
aren't expressing themselves because they're afraid of that one piece. Mm-hmm. If I say it, it might be wrong. If I'm mm-hmm. wrong, that's well, because, terrible. Right. And we live in a time that is kind of unforgiving. In that yeah, because it's recorded. Forever. It's recorded and people take, we were talking about early sound bites. Right. So it's like sound bite conversation earlier. Yeah. Right. Like, oh. You know, like you listen to their podcast? Right. Oh my gosh, you're canceled too. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's that we live in a culture that doesn't account for the nuance. I mean, cancel culture doesn't account for the nuances of like conversation. Yeah. When you're having a two hour conversation with someone or even a one hour, even 30 minute conversation. You could say some things. I could say some things or like, oh, maybe I would have said that better next but time. Everything, but like everything in our culture right now um especially to be a business right like when you think about like stories like the longest story can be is like 60 seconds or 30 seconds right Mm -hmm. um or a reel or a tiktok Mm -hmm. or i don't know anything a snapchat whatever the hell okay i'm I'm coming in 40 okay so i don't know what the other (laughs) things are so i'm just saying things but everything's like a snippet yes Everything's mm-hmm. a snippet. And so if you can't say it like that, then it might as well, you might as well not say anything at all. You run the risk of being like very wrong because you need to be able to truncate everything mm-hmm. into this little box, but nothing works like that. No, I mean, that's not, that's not how life is. No. And if you, if you get it wrong in that 60 seconds, then you have, you in life, you're like, well, okay, well, fuck it. We'll do it tomorrow. Right. You know, like, <laughs> we'll try it again tomorrow. But like, I'm, I'm so grateful. That's one thing I'm unbelievably grateful for. Like, I can't imagine being a teen right now. I, yeah, I was thinking I can't about imagine today. being like, my awkward, can you imagine being 11 and having records of being 11, all the stuff you thought at 11 oh, years no, old no. or 20, even 21. Oh, no. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Hell no. Like, oh my. I don't want to. God, I don't, I don't need that negativity. <laughs> my journal is hard enough to right. digest it from right. that time. So like, to, to be able to have had some kind of like, and we, we've grown up, with, we were the first generation of the internet age, yeah. right? We were the first generation of AOL and mm-hmm. AIM and all that such. Um, and e- but even then, we had, like, tying up the phone lines. Your parents didn't let you tie up the phone lines all day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, Remember you had to, like, get the phone line and take it to the phone and hope your cord was long enough? Like, yeah, so this is some way I had a crush on, like, and this guy, like, Mom! Yeah. Mom, I was talking to somebody. Like, hey, well, I had to make a phone call and call something your grandmother, like, no, get off the phone. Right. How much arguing for the phone? I mean, come on. But like, I, I can't, I can't imagine it. But like, it's, it's become to the point where nuance still exists, mm-hmm. and culturally, we still have nuance. But we're being told that it doesn't exist because these platforms are telling us that they are humanity. Mm-hmm. Instagram is telling us they're reflective of humanity. Mm-hmm. Instagram is not reflective of humanity. No. Facebook is telling the same thing. No, Twitter. No, it's it, it's. It, the, none of those things allow for nuance and it's become more and more important to uh um the more i'm on social media the more i make it a i'm sorry if it's like way off topic but no that's good we'll sign, it back. you're an air sign you're an air sign too so it's mm-hmm. okay um <laughs> the more i'm on social media the more i make it a point to actually go out and socialize with people i go to things i go yes. to events all the time mm-hmm. like even as like uh it's it's weird because uh, being a single woman um i'm often the only person who's who's a single person right. there because people are like okay if my friends can't go I won't go and I I like to do stuff scared because I'm like alright I, I, we call myself in my head like you gonna be a punk or you gonna do it <laughs> I, I, I do you go to this thing by yourself or you go to this concert by yourself it's good you know, for it's like, you and it's like but I, I found that like I have more in common with people who on paper who would be ideologically much uh, ideologically like on paper if I saw it had, if they had like a dating profile right, a screen right. profile I look at it and be like Oh God, I don't even want to know them. Right. Forget them. Like they are into, you know, politically this way. And uh, you know, they believe in like pro-choice or pro-life or mm-hmm. any of this stuff, right? But like when we segment stuff like that, that's all for that's for data. Yeah. <laughs> that's for social media, right? Yes. We're siloing ourselves all for this data. We don't have to do that. Right. We can have a conversation and be completely ideologically in different places and not come into a common space. But usually people who are arguing about that stuff aren't the decision makers. So we don't really have to. It doesn't really matter what conclusion we come to. Right. Um, I don't remember the point I was going into with that. Um, What were we talking about? (laughs)
All right. I'm, I'm sorry, sure. dear listener. What did we? Okay, but let's just tie it back now and wrap it up. Okay. I feel like we've been talking for a while. Okay. What is it? I, oh, dear God. Oh, man. Okay, we went for it. So, okay. Look at that. I feel like, okay, this hair. Um, Your hair looks absolutely awesome. Okay, I, I absolutely you. love your hair. And I was, like, I, was like, I was looking at your hair, I was like, you need to do another shoot. Oh yeah, now it's changed. Oh, that's okay. So this is a perfect segue into the how we can wrap it up. Oh, perfect. So um thinking about back to the photo shoot, because we <laughs> went like off on three a hours ago. here. Yeah. But I think the most helpful thing for me to remember, especially when I was looking at my photos, is like, well, I can always do another one. Like there can always yes. be another one. Like there's not just one photo shoot. You can have a right. photo shoot. Cause I was thinking, oh, I didn't, I do like something a little with more athletic. Like I work out and I talk about that sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and it, you were like, I'll just come back. I'm like, oh yeah, you can come back. <laughs> like you could just come <laughs> like back. Was you know, everybody gets one photo shoot per lifetime. Yeah. Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> right. But it's the same with your business when you try. So to tie it into yeah. marketing, there's not just a one, like you don't just get to execute this one idea. And then that's a wrap on your business. Right. You get to try it. And like even Marshall yesterday, I was talking about some ideas and he's like, well, maybe it's just time to mix it up, you know? And I just really hate when he's right about the business stuff. So you keep being right. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, shut up. But then he was right. So, you know, <laughs> that and that's true. So like if it's feeling stale or uninspired or yeah. restrictive in any sort of way, we talked a lot about the like restrictive creatively or financially or with your schedule or whatever, but then try something new. What is your gut telling you that you don't need to pay me or pay you to figure out? Right. Cause I I mean, sure. Pay me and I'll help you, but like you've got the answer. Right. And that's what my life coach always says. You have your own answers. And so that's that's, like, that's what I learned through you. Like you, it's like funny how you have like these whole, like this whole system like behind you. Yeah. Like that's, that's like also like like feeding to you, you knowing you, right. and then you're feeding to other people. And yeah. I don't know, we got like when I was on the neutral thing earlier. I was like, I don't know, we got the lessons, but I know it impacted me. Right. So like it's like it's all this, and it's my me. right, like my take on it and your take on it, and like yeah. everyone is influenced by what we consume, and then it's yeah. people. I mean, who knows? People may hear you may hear that message a hundred times, but because of the way I said it or you said it on this podcast, it's gonna click. Right. Yeah, I hope so. Like that was it going here, and then talking about. <laughs> You're gonna need a drink for this one. So, is there okay? Two things. Is there anything else you want to say to the people about well, anything but specifically brand photography? Oh yeah, that's where we started. Right? Yeah, that is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So with brand photography, it's 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 like anything else. Like uh, being almost six years into my business. I've learned that, like, you know, people say work and home life should be separate. And for me, that's that's not a real thing because mm-hmm. um, I'm 100% Emily in any lane I'm in, mm-hmm. right? I can't, mm-hmm. I can't be anything else. I, right. I, not that I can't. Let's change that. I don't want to be anything right. else, right? Um, and so when it comes to brand photography, be you because you should also do so with your brand, as I learned from a famous... Yeah. <laughs> Um, marketing coach yes. recently, right? Yes, yes. Like it's, it's okay to just lean in to you. Um, and if you're going to lean into you, you should sound like you in like, let's say your email templates or yeah. your social media. Mm-hmm. Also do so with your photos. So yeah. like, so like it might take you a bit to unpack that. If you have to hire a photographer, um, hire them once and you're not really, you're not really feeling them. Hire another photographer. Right. Um, you're not really feeling them. I'm like, all right, just try hiring them again. And maybe you can go in a different direction and thing. But like, but and, and sometimes we just we just evolve. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but just just go into it knowing that, like, hey, I can question this, right? <laughs> okay. I fucks with me. I yes. fucks with me when I'm having a great day. I fucks with me if I'm having a right. bad day. Um, but just like like kind of like leaning in to you um and you, you're not gonna like all your pictures i'm sorry i'm not sorry no i'm not sorry that's life no i think that's probably the <laughs> like the best thing about the photo shoot 
look, all of it was really good. But that is just reminding people you're not going to like them all. There's going to yeah. be like a hundred or however many you're not going to like a hundred percent. Right. It's like, it's like anything else in life. Yes. Right. You suck up all the jobs you've had. You're not going to like all the jobs you have. You suck up all the, the partners you've had. Like, you know, it's, it's, right. it's like, you're not going to be like, Phew. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right. But, That's for the after <laughs> But like, just, 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 just rock with you and come in open, come in open to their process. And also recognize um, that uh, depending on who you hire, we're all at different stages of our life. So you might not get someone who's self-aware, who's self-aware in certain parameters mm-hmm. and such, but give them, give the creator in the, give your, give your experts the room to be human. Yeah. Right. I, okay. That's, per, that's great. Oh, good. Yeah. That really <laughs> give them the room to be human and also give them room to do the job you hired them. For. Yes. Yeah. Because when you're hiring a photographer and now you've assumed the role of the creative director, like why yeah. do you hire a photographer then? Just get your significant other to do it if you've got it right. all planned out. Right. And then it's, it's, it's also like we we all think we're creative directors and we all could be because we, we spend so much time on social media and seeing right. all these images, right? You see all these other people creating images. And so sometimes when we hire people, um, any kind of expert, we... I already have this preconceived notion of what the end result is going to look like. Right. And when it deviates from that, it feels like a failure sometimes. Right. Yeah. So it's uh, because we, we're just looking at like, it's, my job has been especially hard because like we're looking at, people look at images all day, every day. And so mm. they think they have an idea of what they want or what the end result is going right. to be. And it's not always either case or it's not always uh realistic um when you say realistic it's just other than like my life doesn't look like a pin board it just doesn't and that right and maybe work on the the thought for that you're you don't have to portray that either you know like a perfectly perfectly curated and and interesting is so much better than perfect yes interesting in you i promise you I promise you, whoever you are, I promise you, you are so much better and so much more interesting than perfect. I don't, I, I, I don't care. It, it, it just is like whatever you replicate, whatever, whatever you're trying to replicate is going to be less interesting than you are. Yes. Okay. So on that note, how do people get in touch with you? How do they hire you? How do they find you? Uh... Why do I draw a blank? Okay, Instagram is Intog, which I'm uh, really like my name. E M period T O G. Or you can email me at info at Emily Melissa photo.com. Emily and Melissa are all spelled the traditional way of mm-hmm. Emily Melissa. But yes, um, Instagram, EM period T O G. Yes. And if you are a couple or looking for a brand photo shoot whatever you I mean and your Instagram is really fun so people just check it out because it is you ask a lot of really good questions you've been doing the questions in your stories which I really like and maybe that'll turn into something else but thank you for being here finally you did it yay we did a coherent episode with a start and an end and a whole crazy middle we did it cheers Cheers. mine is there's a little left there you go (laughs) Hi, friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a marketing or journal prompt episode. And please leave a review so more people can find us. Are we friends on Instagram yet? Head over to at Marketing Uninhibited to say hi and let me know what parts of marketing you're struggling with. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with a customized four-week marketing action plan, visit marketinguninhibited.com to schedule your free 30-minute discovery call today. And remember, marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun.